We live in a time where masculinity is shamed and men don't know what it means to be a man. As a pastor and counselor, I've spent the better part of my life equipping and training others. My goal with this show is to translate my hard-earned experience into tools and tactics to help you become stronger as a man. This is the Brave Co. Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Valentine. John, thanks so much for coming on to the podcast. Uh, man, we've we've spent a decent amount of time now, uh, and I've, I've told you this in person, but uh, you have shaped my life so profoundly and impacted uh, the way that I view myself, the way I view God, um, the the way that I approach manhood and masculinity, uh, thinking about my boys. So I have three boys now. Um, my, my newest one, as you know, is just a month old and uh, I get to do it all over again. My oldest is 22 for all these that are watching this and, and didn't know. And my youngest just had my fifth babies a month old. And um, I'm so excited to get to go on this journey again for my son, with my son, because I've learned so much along the way. And, and a lot of that is your materials, your writings, mm. your thoughts. And uh, I get to initiate my son into manhood and, uh, and walk through that journey, which is uh, what we're going to talk about today. But John, I just want to thank you for coming on here and, and being such a profound voice for men for so many years. Um, in in my world, I see a lot of men come. I think when I say my world, I'm just talking about um, the church world. I see a lot of men rise up for a short period of time, but you've been so consistent for so long when so steady um, without, without major moral failures and, and things that we can all, we can all um, learn from, but I just really admire who you are and the legacy that you're leaving. So and what you're building, continuing to build. So you're just you're just starting building, uh, which <laughs> I love to. So John, thanks uh, dude, for coming on. Yeah, thanks, pal. Thanks. I I don't think I could live up to the introduction, but I'm glad to see you again. And congratulations on the little yeah. guy. That's so awesome. Yeah, you don't have to live up to the uh, introduction. You already did. That that's all past <laughs> stuff. It's all past stuff. And best of all, you're you're my friend. So. Yes. Um, that, that is the, the best thing of all. Um, I want to dive in a little bit. You wrote a book, you wrote several books and I highly recommend, um, anyone really, uh, men and women should read the wild at heart book and women should go on the journey of reading the book that you and your wife wrote too. Um, i it, the, the titles is slipping my mind. It's, uh, captivating, captivated. That's right. Yeah. Phenomenal book. Um, but recently I dove into the, your book that's called fathered by God and man, I had read wild at heart. I don't know, a, a while ago and wild at heart is when wild at heart came out, it was so impactful. I, it was such a roadmap. It took the world by storm, the Christian world and probably other, I mean, I'm only in the Christian world, so I wouldn't even know, but the Christian world, it took the Christian world by storm because it's so profound. The insights, the principles, 
the, the journey of what it means to be a man, what masculinity is, all that stuff, uh, just phenomenal. You nailed that book on the head. And, um, but then you wrote uh, Father by God. I'm not sure. When did you write that book? How far after? Um, it was only maybe five years later. Yeah, it was actually originally called The Way of the Wild Heart. Yeah. Yeah. And my publisher said that the title, dude, dudes were getting it confused with Wild at Heart. It was too close. I love yeah. that title. So anyway, they changed it to Fathered by God. Well, I think it's a fitting title. Uh, I can see how guys would get kind of confused. We're guys. Yeah. We're men. Just, just do one, one title. Uh, so maybe your publisher was right. Maybe they're wrong. Regardless, um, I think this book to me, for where I'm at in my life, feels, feels as profound as the first time I read Wild at Heart, because it's a guide. It's, it's more of a guide yeah. for me, step by step. Like, okay, I, 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 it takes you all the way from boyhood to the cowboy, to the warrior, right? And then you enter into uh, the lover and the king and the sage. And I don't know that we're going to get through all of that. Uh, the goal isn't to try to do that. But um, I loved the picture of going from, okay, what was I like as the cowboy? And where am I at today? And there's a, there's a little bit of the cowboy in the sage. Oh, yeah. There's a little bit of the warrior in the sage. Yeah, you know, so uh, for guys, and you can explain that, but it's so fun when you were teaching uh, at our Braveco conference, what well, last year, you started to pull out some pieces in, in, and dive into this. And it was the first time I had heard it, which was, I love listening to things for the first time, because you're oh. Oh, like, I wish I could watch Tombstone for the first time again. Right? Yeah. So awesome. Yeah. But you really did a, such a great job at laying out just the different stages that we encounter as a man throughout our life and the tr transitions that take place. And so I'm taking a long time to introduce this because for those men out there that are, you're really looking for a guide that, that goes, okay, where am I at? And, and what is this stage of my life really all about? And I, I, and, and, what are these cravings that are happening? And what's this desire over here? This book is phenomenal. And then how do I partner with God in all those? And then how do I partner with other men in that? And okay, so profound. So we're going to dive into a little bit of this, John. Um, and what I've done is just taken some excerpts out of the book. I'm, you know, I'm not the best reader on the planet, but uh, we're going to give it the old Weaverville try today. All right, here we go, buddy. <laughs> Um, in the very beginning, you're talking about, you share your story. Um, well, we'll dive into that in a little bit. Um, the first excerpt that I took out, I believe was from page five or six, but it says, uh, a boy becomes a man only through the active intervention of his father and the fellowship of men. It cannot happen any other way to become a man. And to know that he has become a man, a boy must have a guide, a father who will show him how to fix a bike, cast a fishing rod, um, call a girl, land the job, and all the many things the boy will encounter on his journey to become a man. Uh, it's, a, it's a profound 
it's a profound um, paragraph because especially nowadays with the amount of boys that are growing up without a father, right? So many men are watching this right now and didn't realize uh, the, the reason why I'm struggling as a man, my confidence is because I didn't have that guide. Yeah. Yeah, it's huge. Um, the good news is you're not supposed to learn it on your own, right? And we, we talk about like the self-made man. That, that's actually a really sad phrase. It is. Like, and, and I know it personally because my dad yeah. was a really good man when I was really young. And he did. Yeah. Like in, in, the, in the boyhood cowboy stage, my dad was awesome. But then he, uh, he got taken out by alcohol and blew up the family. And, and so I, a lot of the things I learned in my life, including fly fishing, which you and I both have a love for, archery, hunting, like a lot of stuff I actually did teach myself. And that's a sad story. You don't, you don't want yeah. that story. You, you want, yeah. you know, the design at least was that a father figure might be an uncle, might just be, you know, a coach, a favorite teacher, your grandpa, you know, will come along and guide you through the stages of initiation. Yeah. And if we get that initiation, oh man, it, it settles some questions for us. Yeah. It, it does some things in our souls. So my assistant uh, is a lovely gal. She has a son who's, I think he's about nine years old. She sent me a video yesterday. And, and so he's taking martial arts and he broke his first brick. Okay. Oh. So you got the the little, you know, set up in the yard with the brick. And she admitted that she tried to talk him out of it. Okay. So that, <laughs> that's mom. That's okay. That's okay. Mom yeah. is about other things. She's about mercy and kindness and love. Okay. Dad or or the ma the male figure is about, yeah, you can do this. Okay. So he winds yeah. up, breaks the brick, you know, for you should have seen the look on his face. <laughs> like savage. It, it has to look of validation. Yes. Right. Oh, like, so great. Yes. I got, I, I got it. I got what it takes. Like I can do this. And, and so the idea of initiation through these stages is that, yeah, there's somebody there to show you the way. And we'll, we'll get into this more and more, but it's really important if you didn't have somebody along that journey, like so many men are facing today. If you didn't have somebody to initiate you into manhood, um, that's the role of God at this point and, and the role of other men. But it's not like God is, is going, well, sorry, you missed out. Yes. Yeah. And that's, that's part of what I love so much about your story is here you are, I mean, you literally wrote the book on what it means to be a man and how to be a man. And, and yet you were so uninitiated. Yeah. And yeah. man, could you imagine if your story would have been the other way around? I mean, it would, it would be great for you, but for so many of the men who like, of course you wrote wild at heart, you had the best dad on the planet and how hard would that be for you? Right. Yeah. But yeah. that wasn't the case. Um, before, before we move much, a little bit further, I'm realizing I want to just crack that open a tiny bit. Um, and I, th I think I had it down, but anyways, you tell a story, uh, 
I can't remember how old you were, but you tell a story when you're first married, uh, where you went out fly fishing, you went to the river and your dad often took you to the river. Like you said, when you were young, um, and, and I'm just, I'm going to butcher it and then I'm going to let you tell it and you come home from the river and you're super agitated Yeah, and you don't even know why. And your wife's, your wife's just going, Hey, what's going on with you? Can you share that story? Like, can you like unpack? Yeah. That hit me so hard when I was reading the book. Yeah. Cause even, even in his drinking days, the one place I had, my dad was fishing and yeah. like, he kept losing jobs and all this stuff, but, but we would go fishing together. And so it was like the one place in the boy's heart. I have my dad, right? So fishing has got this deep, deep place in my soul. And then, you know, he blew his life up and all the fishing trips stopped, all that ended. And like at what age? Um, so he kind of blew everything up when I was about 10. And, and then on into my teenage years, man, I was a wild kid. And a lot of that had to do with the, the, the cry for a father. I didn't, yeah. I didn't have a father. Um, and then my mom disappeared, right? Because she's got to go back to work. So I was the classic latchkey kid. I'm just alone, you know, to figure life out. And anyway, I become a really passionate fly fisherman in, in my adult life. Um, but I would fish alone, right? Yeah. Which is, that's a sad story, man. That sucks. <laughs> it is a sad story. So I am. I, I, I go out fishing. I don't catch anything. I come home and I'm really upset. And I'm pacing back and forth in the kitchen. And Stacy's like, whoa. She's like, babe what's up and and literally i'm saying i don't know i don't know i don't know and then all of a sudden it pops out of my mouth i said i'll never find him out there i had no idea that all those years i was looking for my father on the oh. river like oh you know Dude, it makes me want to cry just i know your story makes me want to cry i know i know so now let me connect it to this podcast because so it was not long later that I was out alone again, and, and I was fishing a famous section of the South Platte called the Miracle Mile here in Colorado. And there's giant rainbows in there, and it's an, but it's really technical. And if you don't know what you're doing, you're not gonna catch anything, and I'm not catching anything. And I keep looking down river, and there's this dude, woo, you know, he's whooping it up and he's pulling fish in. And finally, I, got, I just go, I'm just gonna go watch this guy. I need to figure out how to unlock this. So I go down there, here's the story. He's a, he's a fly fishing guide on his day off. And he sees me watching him and he says, hey, come on over, come on over, you know, how's it going? And, and so here's where the fathering comes in. Like the idea that God will bring fathering. He's like, no, 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 come yeah. on down into my hole. I'm like, really? He's like, no, come on, come on. He's like, show me what you're using. You know, and I've got my brand new sage rod and my cool yeah. gear, you know, and he's like, <laughs> He looks at my stuff. He's like, oh yeah, no, you're not going to catch anything with that. <laughs> so he just whips out his, his nippers and he just starts clipping off all my flies and stuff like that. He says, let me show you what you need. Ties on the right, you know, he's using super small midges and kind of three strike indicators and all this stuff. Wow. He goes, Here's how it works. And he starts showing me his casting technique and his sort of thing. And I'm, I'm kid you not, two minutes of that and boom, I'm into a fish. And what felt so wonderful was that there was a man to show me the way. Somebody stepped into the need 
right? Somebody stepped into the emptiness yeah. and said, let me show you how this works. Yeah. And I could, I could point to my Volkswagen mechanic, yes. right? Yes. And my first martial arts teacher and on and on it goes, you know, uh, certain teachers in high school, guys stepped up. And this is what we mean by father, by God, like yeah. God, God will bring the fathering that you need. Yeah. It's, it's so cool. Um, as I've just seen that so many times, even in my life, you know, I had a great father, a really, really great father who I would, in a lot of ways, I would say initiated me very well in, into manhood and showed me hard work and, you know, tenderness, but also, you know, the firm correction of a dad. And there's so many other men in my life that I look at as father yeah. as well. And I think, you know, you could have the best dad in the world and you will always need another guide, another father in your life to help take you into that next journey. Yep. And so that's, it's just been so essential. So um, the, the other thing that's that when you were talking about finding that guide on the river, which now it's so I think about those times that I've helped somebody on the river, you know, when they're not catching anything, it just brings so much joy because you never really understand what you're doing for someone in, until you help them or the possibility of that. But the flip side of that is there's so many men that dive head first into the fishing career, whatever it is, it's not necessarily fishing. I just think about the hunting fishing industry and, and achievements, trying to get that dad, their dad's validation, right? The dad that again, like your dad, he's gone, he's not around, he's alcoholic, whatever, he's checked out onto his next life. And you don't know, I mean, so many men never put it together. I'm doing this because I'm either trying to find dad or I'm trying to get him to say, you're doing, you are a man, you're doing a great job. They don't ever get that. They don't ever know that. They don't ever put those pieces together. And it's just Red Bulls and it's uh, gasoline and it's the hammer down and they end up in just this destructive life. Yeah. These massive cycles. And I just think I love, I love this guide because it quiets all that down. Yep. Yeah. There's a journey that every boy and every man needs to take and you don't get to skip it. And, and you're going to lay this out, but from beloved son, knowing you're the beloved son and some, and some of the joys of boyhood into what we call the cowboy stage. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and then, and then the warrior yeah. and then the lover, as you laid out the king, the sage. And here's the thing. If you miss key initiation in that years later, God will take you back. Right. Mm -hmm. So like your marriage isn't going so great anymore because there are things that you did not learn about being a lover, things about the way of the heart, about how to love a woman. He will cycle you back around and yeah. fill in the initiation that, that you didn't get. And some guys, yeah. they may have crushed it, you know, in athletics. They may, they may have been, you know, high school star and everybody's hero, but they never knew they were the beloved son. Yeah. And so like you were saying, they're chasing the validation, they're chasing the affirmation, high octane, you know, or it's the corporate deal and boom, 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 climbing the, the ladder, making the money. 
And they don't realize that the craving inside is just to know, I love you and I'm proud mm. of you. And so God will circle a man. He could be 65 yeah. and he'll take a man all the way back to that missing part of, of just being the son. Like you get to be a son. I took my son out to lunch. My sons are all young men now, good men. Uh, but, but, you know, life's life and there's struggles and there's yeah. marital stuff and, you know, looking for work. And my youngest son was really crushing himself, just finished his graduate work, was, was trying to land the, 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 the perfect job. And, and I just, I just sat him down and said, look, pal, like you're good. Got nothing to prove. Yeah. Okay. This takes some time. So let, let's, let's stretch this timeline out. I don't think it's going to happen in two weeks yeah. from, from grad school to perfect job, right? Yeah. Like let's, <laughs> let's stretch this thing out a little bit. Well, you know, us fathering him, even as a young man, right? We all still need that yeah. love, the kindness, the validation of God. It's true. And all that stuff is going to get so tested as we go along the journey and have to get reinforced so much. Um, what you say um, in kind of describing what a man's going to need on his journey in page six, uh, you talk about, you say, this is essential for life will test you. My brothers, like a ship at sea, you'll be tested and the storms will reveal the weak places in you as a man. They already have. How else do you account for the anger you feel, the fear, the vulnerability to certain temptations? Why can't you marry a girl? Having married, why can't you handle her emotions? Why haven't you found your life's mission? Why do financial crises send you into rage or depression? You know what I speak of. It's so, and this is, I mean, again, laying out the journey that we all are gonna, uh, gonna face, every one of us, Every one of us men are going to face the same kind of journey. If you're not married, why haven't you been married? If you are married, why, why are you running away from her emotions? I'm looking at me going, yeah, that's totally true. It could have just happened an hour ago. Um, you know, why are you hiding from your finances? It's so, I cannot stress how important it is to have the guide in your life and to, to not skip those initiations. John, as we move on to a little bit about the cowboy. Can you kind of lay out the cowboy stage for us? Just yeah, uh, so we get a good idea of it. Yeah, and again, guys, like as you look at your favorite movies, look at stories that you love. You're actually going to see these stages. This, this is universal. This is across all history, all cultures. It's the same. Yeah. Okay, so like the um, in Mongolia. For centuries, the tradition was at a certain age, the boy needs to catch a golden eagle and train yeah. it. And then they ride with these golden eagles and they hunt with the eagles, okay? That is the cowboy stage. You're moving from belovedness and playfulness and under the protection of a, of a loving father, adventures and sleepovers, you know, all that stuff. Um, wrestling with dad you move yeah. into the stage in the teenage years and it, it kicks in around 12 or 13 the boy has a need and and the need is to be tested and so the cowboy years this is david out in the field this is saint patrick out in the field right 
Moses out. Like, this is amazing mm. how many stories followed this. Yeah. It's, it's adventure and hard work, right? Mm. He, wa he wants to buy the motorcycle and go on the trip, right? He, that kind of thing. He wants to work for the fire crews in the summer, right? He, those things that begin to test his young masculinity because it's really important for the boy to hear you have what it takes. Okay. Yeah. But it's a whole nother thing when he begins to discover it to be true for himself. Right. So that boy who, you know, broke his first brick and the look on his face and like, <laughs> it's that stuff, the cowboy stage, because adventure tests us, you know, yeah. you get, you get on the river trip and suddenly you're like, Whoa, we could totally flip this canoe or right. Yeah. And hard work tests you. You get your yeah. first lawn job or you're changing oil or that kind of thing. It, it, these form such great things. And so here was my rescue. I, I, uh, my dad's blowing up, family's falling apart. My grandfather was a cattle rancher in Eastern oh. Oregon. And I used to spend my summers on his ranch working. And he was a very kind, he was a really loving man, but we worked. Right. And, and the thrill of being able to saddle up, go out, chase down a steer or just go fix fence. Yeah. Right. It, it, it does things mm -hmm. in the young boy's soul. It's forming strength. It's forming resilience. Right. Yes. So that he's not thrown by adversity later in life. That's the cowboy stage. It goes from about 13 to about 19. Uh, it's so fun. Um, my boys are one of them's entering it uh really in the in the heat of it he's 17 and i get to watch that he's he just keeps begging me dad can i get a motorcycle like a uh um not a dirt bike but a street bike and i'm just like well <clears throat> how about you just run chainsaw with your brother for a while which is what he's doing now. So my oldest son's 22 and he runs a, a crew falling brush and climbing trees. He's got a tree service. He's phenomenal. He is, he is the ultimate cowboy, uh, warrior, right. working on that. And he gets to bring his brother along. They just did saw training the other day, but I'm watching these two boys. Like they want to, if it runs, they want to chase it. Yeah. If it, if, if it's steep, they want to climb it. If yeah. it's, uh, you know, if they can, they can, uh, swim it, they'll swim it. They dive off stuff. And I'm just looking at the going, man, I don't know that it's worth it. <laughs> like for me, like, I don't, I'm not diving off that. Maybe not, right. Right. but these boys are just going after it. And one thing that I love to remind guys of, and even myself of is confidence comes by doing. And if you're at this point of your life, at any point of your life, and you, and you feel incompetent, if you, man, I feel incompetent to lead my wife, or I, I don't feel confident to uh, face her emotions or to whatever, uh, uh, so much of that stuff comes even when we're not doing those particular activities. Yep. But yeah. you're this childhood should have been years right so that the your dad going no you can do it go ahead and try that no go ahead and it, son you need to you need to do this years of testing yourself test testing your metal finding out that you do actually have what it takes 
transitions into so much stuff that you've never even touched. Yeah. Yeah. And again, again, guys, like, don't despair. Like if you didn't get this, yeah. there are places that God is wanting to bring it now. So like your friends ask you, Hey, you know, you want to join us on this raft trip. And instead of turning them down every time you go, Oh, maybe that is for me because it's frontier. Where is yeah. frontier for you? Right. Is it money? Mm. Is it friendship? Is it pursuing a promotion? Like what's frontier yeah. for you? And, and again, you know, this, oh, isn't a, this isn't about being like great hunters or fishermen, okay? No. For, yeah, it's where's your frontier? And walking into that, because it's in the unknown, particularly for the cowboy that, the, that, that these lessons have learned, you can handle this, you can handle failure. Mm -hmm. it's, it's not just about success, right? Yeah. Yeah, right. So, the, you know, on the cowboy stage, it's like there were times on the ranch, it did not go well for me. You know, I, I didn't cut that. I didn't cut that cow in time and it got out through the gate, you know, and then I'm in trouble and stuff like that. <laughs> That's okay. Like, how do you handle failure? Failure is yeah. not crushing. It doesn't need to define you. Where's your frontier, fellas? And ask God to take you into that. He, again, he's still working this out in us, even right now. It's phenomenal. That question, where's your frontier? It's so true. Um, it's not like you have to run back and try to, to find your childhood again. That thing that you're looking for, that, that initiation that you're looking for, that confidence that you're looking for is hidden in the thing that's agitating. It's hidden in the thing that you're afraid of. It's hidden in and it's hidden in a thing that uh, is out of your comfort zone. And it's so true. What you're saying is facing up, uh, showing up and facing that James one situation, right? Consider the pure joy when you encounter various trials for the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And when perseverance runs its course, you lack nothing. It's, it's those, those different places in our lives that meet us almost every day. It's when you really start to look at it, it, they almost show up every day and give, give us an opportunity to continue to build confidence in those areas. So I love that. Um, I just want to make sure I don't miss anything in there. You, uh, I loved this line in the cowboy. You say, I hear, I forget. I see, I remember, I do, I understand. For masculine initiation is not a spectator sport. It's something that must be entered into. It's one part instruction, nine parts experience. That's totally, that is totally the cowboy. I mean, it's, it's the manhood stage, but I mean, when I think about the cowboy, that is so true. It's you on your grandpa's farm. He's telling you something. You're like, eh, what'd you say? You watch him do it. You're like, I think I kind of got it. Maybe. Yes. No, you go do it. Yes. Yes. He would do crazy stuff with me. He would take me out into a field. Now, you guys, you understand I'm a city kid. I'm a suburbs kid growing up in LA. All right. Wow, I, yeah, I, got, that's I right. got none of this in my that's day to day. Right. Okay. He'd take me out in a field with a tractor. I think I'd driven the tractor. It was an old Massey Ferguson. I think I'd driven it like three times. And he, <laughs> and he describes how he wants this, the furrows in this field cut. And then he just leaves. And he's like, I'll see you in a couple hours. And he drives off, leaves me on, you know, to do this. 
it's nine part experience, right? And I'm, you know, I'm all over the place and the furrows are like, you know, uh, but I believe in you. That's yeah. huge, right? I believe in you. You can handle this. I believe in you. You can handle this. And then entering into the experience. So yeah, again, like, what are you running from? What's the, what's the part of your life that you're running from that God may actually be waiting for you in come, come back to this. Let's work through this mm -hmm. together, right? Let's work through it together. Okay, so just today, uh, in my staff, I've got, a, I've got a staff of about 18 people. I blew it. And, and I sent an email to a guy on the team giving somebody else a project. I, and I didn't even realize what I was doing, but I was really undermining his authority. Mm, sure. And he, he, he texted me he, and he said, wow, that was kind of confusing to me. Now, I can run. Yeah. And just BS my way out of it saying, oh, dude, I'm sorry. Yeah, I didn't realize it. It's all good. Yeah. Or I can go into the mess. I can walk right into the center of the mess mm. and, and say, all right, tell me. Like, I, I can take this. Tell me what I didn't understand. How did I, how did I screw this up? It's yeah, those yeah. choices, right? Go into the chaos instead of running from it, go into the uncertainty instead of running from it. That's where these deeper questions here in this stage get answered. That's so awesome. It's so true. When you were raising boys, uh, which you still are, but when they were young in, in this phase, because so much of it, so much of a boy's life, like you're talking about, is he has to do himself. And, and then the other frustrating part for me is it feels like, my boys don't hear me sometimes. Uh, you tell them 92 times how to do something or maybe even give a little advice that they, you know, a little forced fatherly advice that they don't want to take. How much did you set up for your boys, like adventures, experiences, chores, things like that, that they had to, you know, that would give them some of that experience? I, I'm looking for it all the time. Okay. Yeah. So you're out camping, you're at a lake, you find a cool place to rock jump off, right? Hey, let's go rock jump off this. And there's like the older sons, the kind of the cautious, the hesitant one. You can do this, pal. Give it a go. You know, thing, just always looking for it. Mountain biking. We used to do these trips out to Moab, Utah and, yeah. and go, go on these mountain biking trips. And then, and then now you take the lead. Now you choose where we're going. So right. Cool. Yeah. Like I was always looking for, that's why I like deliberately got them into rock climbing because rock climbing is just this intimate experience of initiation every time you do it. It's fear, mm. it's doubt, you know, it's overcoming obstacles, but the, the, you're roped in, you're not gonna yeah. die, okay? Yeah, it's but, calculated. Yeah, and, and so I, I'm not setting up ridiculous risk for them, Yeah. okay? But like, you guys, the joy, when do you let, when do you let the cowboy drive, right? So like 12, 13 years old, we got this suburban, yeah. all these bikes on top, <laughs> bunch of dudes in it. I pull over on these dirt roads where, you know, no one's out there. You know, you're going to hit a cactus. Okay. So, yeah. and I put the 12 year old in the driver's seat and say, okay, you take over, drive us into camp. And just the joy on their faces, like they loved it. And they get all the dudes on the outside, hanging on the running boards and they go <laughs> flying down these dirt roads, you know? And it, yeah. that's cowboy. Here, try this. Yeah. Here's, here's the car keys. Here's the chainsaw, right? 
or, or you know, it's, uh, hey, how's your homework coming? You know, mm. it's, it's not always outdoor stuff. It, yeah. it could be, why don't you try out for the school play? How come, yeah. you, how come you're not going to do that? I know you want to. Let's go do that. Right. So it can, it can take place in a lot of different ways. Yeah. That's so cool. It just makes me so excited uh, for this. I just love, I love that stuff so much. I remember when my youngest son, Evan, he was probably seven or eight. Um, I went and bought him a knife. And I mean, everything was already a knife in his hands. Anyways, the stick, the yes, whatever pencil was a knife. So went out and bought him a knife and his mom was at, you know, mom was asking, are you going to dole that knife? And I said, no, I'm actually going to do the opposite. I'm going to sharpen the knife and I'm going to teach Ev how to use it and teach him some principles. And then I'm going to let him use it. And she just gave me that look like, well, y'all just go do whatever you're going to do. I don't want to think about Evan running around here with a sharp knife. Because I remember, you know, as a kid, my grandma got me the Rambo knife with the compass on back and the matches inside that. Yeah. And it even had a, uh, a saw, like a, inside a wire that you cut best thing that ever happened to me was that Rambo knife. So, um, I give Evan this knife and I sharpen it. It's, it's pretty sharp. And I teach him, you know, if you want to cut something, you cut away from your hand and all that stuff. And I hand him the knife and he goes out and plays. Well, I'm in my garage. I'm tying flies. I'm just having fun. And Evan comes in and he's, he's a little bit crying, but mostly dad. I'm like, yeah, buddy. He says, um, uh, I, I cut my hand. I'm like, okay, well, let me, let me see it. And he had nicked his finger. Uh, and so I said, Oh, what were you doing? And he said, I was sharpening a stick I said, Oh yeah, buddy, you had your hand in front of the stick you were cutting. And he goes, yeah. And he was, he was looking real disappointed. He was sure I was going to take the knife away. Like yep. I told you once, but I did the opposite. I said, well, do you need help cleaning that the blood off your hand? No. Do you need help cleaning out the cut? No. Okay. We'll go take care of it and, and go have fun. Uh, he only did that twice. So he cleaned out his cut, went out and played again, got one more Nick, asked him the same question. After that, the boy learned how to use a sharp knife. Yep. And I'm not talking about giving your boy a loaded gun at seven, but these, for me, it was these little tiny things where he could learn. There's a little bit of a consequence, but yep. you get all this huge responsibility once you learn how to use something uh, of substance. Mm -hmm. And giving those boys just a little bit of experience, man, is just so vital for, you know, their learning and upbringing. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. That's My dad did stuff. similar stuff, letting me drive cars and trucks. And I learned how to drive on a um, really, really old a Toyota Land Cruiser. Oh, nice. A three on the tree. Yes. So fun. Yeah, man. <laughs> Wild. Um, let's talk a little bit about the warrior. Um, can you outline the warrior stage? And yep. we're not gonna we're not gonna make all of these. Um, I really want people to get the book and, and go through it themselves, but um we'll do the warrior and then we'll do the king and and call it good. But can you take us through the warrior a little bit? Yeah. 
so around the age of about 17, 18, 19, and certainly into the 20s, something else begins to shift in the boy's heart. He doesn't just want adventure anymore. Mm. He wants a mission. He wants a battle. He needs a battle to fight. Okay. And again, you know, this, this could be anything. It could be trade school. It could be military. Yeah. You're right. Could be going back and finishing his high school that he didn't. Could be yep. landing that first job. But the, the warrior stage is where he learns you are dangerous mm. and dangerous is good. In, in the world now, dangerous is just bad. We've just said, look, dangerous is bad. And, and this is the real tragedy because, yes, the majority of violent crimes are committed by young men. Let's admit it. Like, we can't yeah. hide that fact. But yes. that doesn't make the warrior bad. Right. I'll guarantee you that every single one of those young men are fatherless or uninitiated. Right. So like the, the warrior's in there, but they just don't know how to handle it. It's like the knife, right? You got to learn how to handle your strength. Mm -hmm. You got to learn how to handle your anger. You got to learn how to handle aggression. Okay. And, and there is a place for it. I mean, Jesus making the cord of whips, clearing out the temple, like he, that yeah. is a premeditated act. It yeah. said he made a whip of cords. So that took some time. He is contemplating <laughs> this yeah. coming act, right? Of yeah. aggression. He doesn't, he doesn't kill people in that act, but he, clear, he clears out the, the, the hypocrisy, the, the crooks, right? All, all of that stuff, the, the religious BS. He clears it yeah. out so that people can come back to God. Okay? Yeah. There's an anger in him. There's yeah. a fury in him. And we, we've, we've hit this stage in the, in the world. We say all anger is bad. All aggression is bad. You go, no, 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 no. You, you don't understand. Like, yeah you know, the wildfires that, that you guys are dealing with every summer in, in Northern California, it takes the warrior to fight those fires. Yeah. Okay. You, because, it, because it's gnarly. And, and to rise up, it takes a warrior to fight injustice. It takes mm. a warrior to go into the inner city and try and teach those kids things that they have not learned yet, like volunteer tutoring, after school stuff, right? That takes mm. the warrior it takes courage, resolve, resilience, bravery, you know, yeah. to get in there. And yes, aggression. There is, there is a very righteous place for that part of the boy's heart that says, I need a mission. I need something more to my life than just, you know, rafting trips or motorcycles or whatever. Mm. About 19, right, it, it, into your 20s, it's really critical that the warrior is formed because mm. when he becomes a king, if he has not been a warrior, he will play it safe, right? Oh, he, wow. he won't take his business to the next level. He won't grow his church. He won't take criticism, right? Mm. He, he'll, be, he'll be a very safe man as a king because he didn't take risks as the cowboy and as the warrior. He's got to learn. There is a battle to fight. You are created in the image of a warrior god. Okay. Exodus 15, 3, the Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. Our God is a warrior God, loving, kind, under control. It's not, it's not you know, reckless yeah. violence, but if you are abusing children, if you are trafficking women, like somebody's got to rise up and stop this stuff. Yeah. Okay. That's the warrior. And getting into some warrior 
training and getting into those experiences. So I was chatting with a guy, for example, the other day. He's a beautiful man. He really is. He's a beautiful man in his 30s, musician. Um, and I'm, I'm trying to tell stories where I screwed it up. I, I, this, I, um, we had a meeting scheduled and I missed a meeting. And so the next week he's like, oh, no, no, man. No, that's okay. Like everything's good. But I could tell he was pissed. Okay. <laughs> and, and I said, no, actually, actually, it's not okay. I'm like, the warrior, you're missing the warrior. Mm. The warrior in you wants to say, where were you last week? That yeah. was really irresponsible. Mm. And you could just see this look in his face like, that's okay? <laughs> you know? I'm like, yes, it's okay. It's okay to confront people in love. Now, again, I'm not talking about just blasting yeah. people out of the yeah. water, right? But to stand up to your boss and say, yeah. hey, man, that thing that we just did on that deal, right? Like we totally shortchanged those people. We charged them, you know, 30 bucks for that tile. And you and I both know that tile costs five bucks. Like that yeah. is not okay. Like yeah. that's, that's the warrior who's standing up for what's right. And he's willing to confront what's wrong. Man, what a vital stage. Huge. Huge. Like so massive. Um, I guess... The other side, um, this is this is a question. When a an uninitiated king, so a king who hasn't been a warrior, could he also flip to the other side and be a tyrant? Yes, right. He will only see. Here's the thing: he will only pick battles he can win. And yeah. so, if, if he's got power, oh yeah, he's just gonna he's gonna just lord it over his little kingdom, right? Because now yeah. he feels powerful. And you're like, that's not power. Right. That's not, that's not, that's not, that's not strength. Yeah. Right. You're a poser. Okay. Yes. So if the King hits, so here's the example, and then we can kind of shift into the King stage. So somewhere, um, late thirties, early forties, you enter the King stage. And this is where you, you are entrusted with a kingdom. You, you might mm. be a teacher, you know, in a middle school, you might be the coach of a soccer team, but you've got some realm of influence you've got a, a kingdom that is under your rule your money is under your rule your health yeah. is under your rule if you have a family yeah. you have a kingdom okay yeah. yeah so if the king has not known that he's the beloved son then he's just going to seek validation do you love me do you love me do you love me he will always need to be the center of attention he'll always need to be the center of the meeting mm -hmm. you know he, and he cannot take criticism so if the king has not been the cowboy, he won't take risks, right? He will only make safe decisions. Like, yep. are, are you okay with this, honey? Are you okay? You know, everything will be yep. built around minimizing risk rather than taking healthy risk. And if he hasn't been the warrior, he will not lead his people into battle, right? Mm -hmm. he, he, he will be a tyrant yes. or, or he will be a very passive king but he will not lead his people to victory in yep. the battle, you know, and like you just take spiritual warfare, for example, so many Christian leaders don't want to deal with it because it yeah. freaks them out. What yeah. kind of thing? Well, look like the warrior learns how to handle that stuff. It's not freaky. doesn't need to be center stage, but you know mm -hmm. how to handle evil. You're like, get out of here, man, get out of my kingdom. You can't operate here. If the King doesn't have that, he won't lead his people 
into the joy of victory, right? Taking ground, breakthrough, new things for the company or the church or his family, right? You see how right. important the initiation is leading up to that stage. Because the stage of the king, it's a big deal. You know, you have a little money, you have a little power, you have some influence, you have a name, you, you know, it, and if you, if you abuse that power, you will wound people, mm. right? If you don't yeah. lead well, you will harm the people under your care. And, and so when you go into a kingdom, the first thing you want to do is look around and go, how are his people doing? Yeah. Are people flourishing in his kingdom? Yeah. That's the test of a good it king, is. right? Yeah. It so is. It's, man, I, I just, that's what I'm telling you guys. That's why this book is so profound is, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know how we make it uh, in, to a place where we walk in our God-given identity and calling without continually reading books, partnering with God, yep. letting other men speak into us, this stuff you were not, men, you weren't supposed to figure this stuff out on your own. So if you're, right. if you feel frustrated, like you weren't supposed to figure this stuff out on your own. And this is such a great opportunity to start where you're at right here, right now. So if you're a King and you're going, Oh my gosh, that's why I'm afraid of every freaking battle. Yeah. No worries. God's got you. And, and, and I'll tell you like partner up with, a sage or, or a partner up with another King who knows how to do that. Let him give you some courage. Yeah. Um, in, in all these other areas that we're talking about, you know, what, what's also really profound is I have found myself quite a few times in life going, man, I just want an easy life. <laughs> like I've yeah. literally said those words. I yep. just want an easy life. I just want, you know, and, but when I look at God's design, like actually the design, when you're, especially when you're taking me through these different stages, when I look at the design for my life of shaping and molding and confidence growing and character building and boundary setting and, you know, all that leadership and legacy and it's there, there's no such thing as you know, the, what my mind is going is, oh, I just want, I want, I want to make money easily. I want to make friendships that don't have conflict. I want a wife that, that it's just harmonious all the time. I want kids that raise themselves. I want cars that don't break. Yep. And, but could you imagine, and again, I'm just having these, this epiphany over again, as you're taking us through and unpacking these different stages, like if I got my own selfish way, I would be a weak, broken down, scared, anxiety ridden, fear driven man. Yes. In about 16 different addictions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, it, uh, guys, pocket, yeah. Easy is not out there. No, it's not. Can, can we all just go look? Easy not. is not out there. It's not. So what's harder it is, is being uninitiated. Initiation's hard. Yep. 
initiation's hard. But what's harder is being uninitiated and not knowing how to handle your life as a man, not knowing how to handle the heart of a woman, not being able to raise your sons and daughters well. Like that's harder. So, yeah. so we want to sign up. <laughs> like sign yeah. up for God's initiation of your life. Where are we going, Lord? What are we doing? Like, I don't want to back down anymore. And at the end of all of it, right? Uh, there's so much reward in it, in all of it. That's what that's what makes it so much fun. That's why I'm smiling so big. It's what makes it so much yes. fun is yes. there's so much more reward in something that you worked for and bled for and failed at and totally. eventually conquer. There's so much reward inside of this initiation and so much adventure inside of yeah. the next season or the season that God has you in right now. Like there's mm -hmm. so much beauty and excitement in it. The only way to really tap into it is to, to press in, is to yeah. go forward and to say, yeah. yeah, God, show me, teach me. Yeah, help me. exactly, exactly. With your God, not on your own, with your yeah. God. And he will bring men in seasons of your life to teach you certain things. He'll bring books, podcasts, films, you know, into your life to teach you things that we're not saying, okay, now go initiate yourself. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. and so guys, start with a really simple question. Just mm. get, get a little bit of alone time with God. Ask yourself and ask God a question. Ask yourself, what's not working? Mm. What's not working in your life? Because there's yep. your front, there's your frontier. There, there's your initiation. Okay. And then ask God, will you walk me through this? Yeah. How are we, how are we working on this? Because he's not going to say, okay, we're going to work on the king and the lover. We're going to get some <laughs> sage going. I want to come back yeah. and say how much I love you. You know, yeah. he's not going to do that. Okay. He's going to pick yeah. one or two things. This is what we're working on right now. Okay. The rest of the stuff can wait. We're just, I, I want to work on love in you or confidence in you. Mm -hmm. I want to, I want to work on the warrior in you. I want you to go back in and return, right? That, that, set of headphones that you bought and don't work go back in the store and return that yeah and you're like really i don't like returning things exactly you need the warrior so go back in there and return that he will guide you in your initiation so just ask him what are we working on father right now in this season of my life what are we working on man that's your homework it's profound um I love this. I mean, I could talk about this. I could, I could talk about this a, long, a very long time. It just doesn't end. You know, the, the lessons inside of it, the having to, to navigate all the, the different nuances of it and just the kindness of God. I mean, I just really, I look back at my childhood and all the different things that I've, I've gone through, whether it's the the great successes of, of my childhood and, and the, just the major downfalls, addictions and stuff. And I just see the kindness of God mm. through all of it because it's like he already knew from the beginning, it was going to be a journey. He already knew it was going to be tough. He already knew I was going to do good and I was going to do bad. And mm. I was going to question him and question myself and humanity. And so he has all that stuff built into it. 
He's got answers for all of it. He's got yeah. patience for all of it. He's got courage for all of it. And um, I just see, I just feel so much gratitude at the kindness of God in this moment yes. who yes. has, you know, taken all of us, you to my dad to, you know, all these men that, that we help give guidance to and courage to. And um, he's such a good father. Yeah. And yeah. he, wherever you are on your path, he's got, he, he's got a, 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 a lot of grace and a lot of answers for this and a lot of help. So it's a great spot to be. Um, we didn't talk about the lover and we didn't talk about the sage and we're not going to in this. I want to leave men. Uh, there's plenty of stuff in the book that we did not cover like massive amounts of stuff. But I really want, if you're reading this pod, if, sorry, if you're listening to this podcast, um, I, I think every man should go and, and invest in yourself, get the book, um, get the audiobook if, if it's on audiobook, if you, if you do better that way, and just go through it. It'd take you 13 hours to sit down and read it, do some highlighting, find where you're at in life, find the places where you, you've done really great, find the areas where you know, maybe you haven't been initiated and begin to just take one at a time and ask God, what do you want to do in this area? And he may say, Hey, we're not touching on this area right now. Yep. Which is one of the coolest things is we have all this anxiety. Like I got to fix it all now. He's so much more chill than us when it comes to one step at a time. But I want, I want to encourage you guys to grab the book, dive into it, jump on John's podcast. I'll look at what he's doing on uh, wild at heart stuff. It's phenomenal. It's so profound. And, um, John, thank you for your friendship and, and just your partnership and taking us through, um, this book. I'm sure I'll have you on again. Uh, there's just so much more to unpack uh, about manhood, masculinity, being a husband, being a great leader, raising kids. Um, but would you pray for the men? Just, just impart some of your courage and yeah. Yeah. I'd love to. <clears throat> yeah, Father, in each one of us, in each one of us, there's a beloved son, there's a boy still in us, and in each one of us, there's a cowboy. In each one of us, there is a warrior and a lover and a king. Lord, in each one of us, this is in there. Would you recover it, Father? Would you come back and shape what did not get shaped? Heal what got wounded, heal our masculinity, and take us into the next thing. Show us where you're working. Show us what we're working on this week, Lord, this month, this summer. Show us what we're doing. Lord, I want your fathering. And so we ask for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. John, thank you so much yeah, for man. being with me today. Yeah, loved it. Loved it, Jay. Thank you. Appreciate you, man.